important taking care of your skin is, but more importantly, knowing what you're putting on your skin should be a priority these days with so many nasty things you can find in products. Today on the podcast, we have our very first guest who knows a thing or two about skincare. Beck has been a skin therapist with over 17 years of experience in the industry, and she took that experience and turned it into her own brand called Botanicals by Lux. Yes. Spot on. <laughs> Their products are ethically made here in Australia and use only sustainable, natural, and skin-safe ingredients. The range is filled with botanicals, plant and fruit extracts, as well as active components. Their products are also free from any nasties like parabens and sulfates. And they have no synthetic or artificial fragrances or colors. Their range is completely vegan and absolutely cruelty-free because they test their products on humans and not animals. So today, we are joined by the woman behind the brand herself, Beck. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to be here. Thanks. We're excited to have you. Like you're our very, very first guest on this podcast. Okay. How do you feel? Oh my god, very special. <laughs> having me. We're really excited to talk to you because you are a Geelong native. From Warrnambool, actually. Cool, but you've been living in Geelong for... Yeah, so I was in Warrnambool until I finished year 12 mm-hmm. and 2005 and then, yeah, count the highway to Geelong. <laughs> the big city. <laughs> the big smoke. <laughs> to be fair, it is getting like bigger and bigger. And uh, like I've been saying, the creative industries and people that are coming to Geelong now, it's growing by like miles from where it was only just a few years ago. So I agree. it's a bit of a place to be right now. It's it like, is. Like, it's fastest growing regional city in Australia. Right? Yes. <laughs> Don't be oh, sleeping yes. on it. Is it actually? <laughs> yeah. Well, housing prices are going up, yeah. so yeah, no wonder. <laughs> not for not for long. I think we're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> so, Beck, the reason why we wanted to get you on the podcast today was to obviously talk a bit about the brand, how you started it, and kind of the reasonings behind it because it's no no longer just a small business. It's it's growing rapidly. I was looking on your Instagram today and I saw that you've been featured in Vogue a few times and you're hitting some pretty epic milestones. So I guess to start off with, should you agree, just tell us a bit about like the brand and how you came to start it. Like what was the idea behind it and then the steps you kind of took from there? Yeah. So in 2017, I've got two little boys, they're five and seven, and I knew that I wanted to do my own thing. I didn't want to work for someone else anymore, so I worked in day spas leading up to that time, and I just knew that I wanted to, you know, I have so much experience and so much knowledge and so much passion for this industry, and I was selling other people's products and doing a really good bloody job of it, so I was like, I need to do something for myself. I also wanted to stay home with the kids as well, so Mm -hmm. it was really important to me to, to do that. So I finally, yeah, the idea had been in the back of my head for so long and got it out of the too hard basket and started making some phone calls. I remember Googling with like a baby in my boob in the middle of the <laughs> Like it was just the most, yeah, wild kind of thing in the beginning. And it was designed just to start off being a bit of a side hustle, you know, pay the supermarket bill yep. and just, just, you know, so that I could, so it enabled me to stay home. Yeah. I finally found a manufacturer to take me seriously. No one would take me seriously at the start. They were like, you need to produce 20,000 units. And I'm like, what? Like, that is crazy. I'm just from home. I don't have a big warehouse or mm-hmm, a factory mm-hmm. or anything like that. So, yeah, finally found a small batch manufacturer that took me seriously here in Victoria and still work with them today. And, yeah, launched with one product in 2018. It was a serum. And, yeah, that sold out in 12 hours. Wow. Sick. 
wild. Did you have like a baseline following from that? No, I had probably, I reckon it was around 500 followers or something like Brilliant. that. And because I'd been in the industry for so long though, I had that trust in those people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they were willing to tell their friends about it. They were willing to shout it from the rooftops and they trusted me. And a lot of people were saying, we don't care what you bring out. We're going to buy it because yeah. we trust you with our skin. We know that it's not going to be shit. Can I swear? Sorry. No, you can say whatever you want to say. Free rain. <laughs> yeah. um, we know that it's going to be good. We trust you and all that kind of stuff. We know how passionate you are. Rah, rah. So that was a really good base to start with. And then the following obviously grew from that. But yeah, at the start, no, very, just very minimal. Amazing. How, yeah. So how long did it take to go from that little idea of I want to do this to actually doing the first step because that's a big thing that we talk about a lot where yeah. it's like so many people have all these dreams and have all these ambitions and they never take the first step yeah and it was really scary for me to take the first step like I'm a very conservative kind of person especially with money I've never had a, a loan or anything like that if I wanted something I would save up for yeah. it and yeah do it. Did you take so, a loan? Oh, this has been fully bootstrapped? Yeah, fully. Yeah. Wow, so, that's incredible. Yeah, so it started from, yeah, like literally nothing to pay mm-hmm. market bills and, yeah. yeah. Um, so it took probably a good few years, honestly, like when I was sort of like, yes, I could do this, but nah, it's too hard, like it's too scary. So that's why I only started with one product to start with, to start safe. And then obviously, yeah, those 200 units sold in the 12 okay. hours. And then I could, yeah, branch out to do to do more. So what was the kick up the ass to be like, fuck, I gotta do this now? I was just honestly sick of working for someone else. And I just knew that I could do it. I and I'm pretty driven. And when those manufacturers were like, no, we're not gonna take you seriously, I was like, well, that just added fuel to my fire. Yeah, I was like, let's go. And as soon as when I decide that I am gonna do something and that I want to do something, I don't go back. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, it's like laser focus. Yeah, I'm fully in. Do you think as well, like I find with, um, like I'm similar, I've had so many businesses since I was 17 straight out of high school and my mum used to always say to me, like when you know you want something, nothing else exists, like nothing else matters. Do you think, like how much of that is owed to like actually fully understanding your why? So for you saying, you know, you wanted to be at home with your kids, you didn't want to work for someone, like the importance of having a why that's actually clear because we can all say, oh, we want a million dollar business. Yeah, okay, cool. That's everybody's the dream. But like the actual why behind it, like how critical is that? Yeah, I think it's super critical. And it's super critical to also have that actual true passion. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like yeah. every second person is, you know, starting a skincare company at the moment. You've got all the famous people and all that kind of thing just doing it because yeah. it can make you money. But I think actually having that experience, having that why, that really want and that drive to do it, for something other than just that monetary value. Obviously, that is a positive that comes along with it if it goes well. But, yeah, having that why and just that, that dream and desire and, yeah, taking that leap of faith. Because is it it's still a small business or is it like, as in like family-run business yes. or have you got like more employees now that no, you've kind of... No, so just, just family-run business. Yeah, so how amazing. many staff at the moment? There's just, there's Jenna who does some gifting for Shout us. out to Jenna. <laughs> Possibly, uh, Jenna. She's coming on soon. Yeah. <laughs> And then there's just uh, myself and my husband. So, yeah, wow. Yeah, we keep it pretty lean. What's it like? Oh, sorry, go. I was just going to say, you know what? You should. That's like really amazing per per employee what you're turning over. Like that should be really like shown through because that's quite rare. So you're doing a really good job. Thank you. So. Yeah, I am. Um, I was doing it all on my own. So Jenna's been working for us for just a few months. Yeah. 
Uh, and I was doing it all just myself until the middle of 2020. And I had a panic attack. I was laying in the bath. I love and... panic attacks. I can't do this anymore. Like business is going crazy. I'm homeschooling because we're in the middle of COVID. Like I can't do this anymore. So yeah. Yeah. To change things up a bit. It's a catalyst. Those <laughs> those moments of breaking are a catalyst of either you give up or you're like, all right, we're in this. time to level up. Yeah, <laughs> we have to, otherwise I'm going to die. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, they definitely put things into perspective for me. I can imagine. So, yeah. um, quick one. How, so how many no's did you get before you got a yes? Oh, like ballpark number. 30? And how long did that, what, what timeline was that between the first no? You've been like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm going to do this. <laughs> and, then, and then no, 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 no. no. So many no's. I reckon it would have been probably about eight months of no's. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, and now look at you. Yeah. I think that's the key thing, like going back to what you're saying, like the why and the passion, mm. it allows you to push through the shit. Whereas you stretching through the mud and everything's falling apart. (laughs) I think that's also like, I always get this question. People always ask me like, how do you stay so motivated? And I'm like, I don't believe in motivation. Like I, I just don't, I believe in inspiration. I believe in following the things that inspire you because if you're so, like I said, if you know your why and you understand why you're doing what you're doing, you're inspired to get there, to reach that, to, you know, nothing else is going to exist because you're so focused on that thing that inspires you. When we start to like fall back on motivation, that's when I feel like we're trying to trudge and like really pick up and like try to make something happen. But in those moments, I tend to ask myself, why do I want, like, if this is so hard for me to do right now, is it because the resistance is there because I actually don't want to do this and I'm forcing myself because I've just told myself and everybody, no, no, this is what I'm going to do. And then I think like when motive, when you're lacking that motivation, that's when discipline should kick in and the discipline kicks in because again, you're inspired by what you're trying to achieve or what you're trying to do or that big goal or that big dream. So when people say to me, what, like, how are you motivated? I'm like, I'm not. I do the thing because the thing is what's going to get me to my dream, to my mm. inspiration. Like, yeah. that's why I do what I do. It's so true. You know? Yeah. So that's saying it's like with, with the right why, you can handle any how. Yeah. 100%. I love that. Yeah. I think it's, it is figuring out that why mm. and, and just, yeah, focusing kind of everything around that. I started with no business plan, no anything, no structure, no strategy. I think I've spoken to you about this, like no strategy whatsoever, just flying by the seat of my pants. And (laughs) (laughs) we love that. If you have that that drive and that why and yeah, that passion, then you keep coming back to that and you just yeah. And I think you start to learn how to enjoy the process of getting there as well. Because when you're so I think when you're so goal orientated or it's that final destination of when I get to that like peak or that stage, that's when I've achieved the thing. It's like actually the achieving starts to happen when you're trudging away and getting there because it's the process of who you're becoming along the way and the choices you have to make and the decisions that you have to make that actually in turn are giving you everything that you need to keep progressing forward which is something that i have only really learned this year yeah right this is it'll be five years old in april and i'm a big goal setter like i'm like set big goals and achieve them yeah but for example like i set a goal for myself when i had my baby on my boob i was like Right, I want to make a million dollars in five years. Like, that would be amazing. And it happened in, in less than a year. Amazing. And Brilliant. I didn't even celebrate. 
like I don't even remember that moment yeah because I just set the next goal and just keep moving those goalposts and didn't even like I don't haven't really celebrated much at all to be honest are you happy in the process I'm so happy Mm. but I would really like to mark those moments in time so that I can kind of remember and like have that pin I don't know so that's what I've been working on this year is to actually enjoy the process more rather than just striving and striving and like achieving I feel that 100% and I think like I think as a woman, that's just what we do though as well. Like uh, so many people will say that to me and it's always just like onto the next, onto the next, onto that. I have to keep up like onto the next, onto the next, onto the next. And I just find it amazing that, you know, you're a mother as well with two kids, the the workload and still having that desire to just keep pushing. It's incredible. And I honestly, no offense. I just think it's like, it's a woman's thing. Like that's what we do. It's just in our nature to keep on keeping on. Yeah, I think, yeah, there's a, a lot of, um, I was saying to a friend the other day, at the moment I feel like there's lots of plates that are just going yeah. around, <laughs> spinning an awful lot of plates right now and hoping that I don't drop any. Mm. So there's always, yeah, lots of different hats, especially in small business, you know, when you start out and still now, like I do all the socials, all the the marketing and the stock and the formulation, like, and pack the orders every day. Like there's mm. so much stuff to do, plus the kids and that kind of stuff as well, so... We spoke, sorry, we spoke about um, your next goal. Do you want to talk about like your next goal of like where you want to scale the business to? Yeah, so just international expansion is the main thing, I guess. So we have 99% is Australia at the moment. Mm. So yeah, just really working on that. I was talking to Jenna, we think we've got to do a bit of a business trip to LA or something and have an event over there or something like that. Well, I've got a team and I've got some friends in New York. We can, we can make that, we can make a New York uh, pop-up happen That'd pretty comfortably. Amazing. I'm not so. even kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got no, it. It's, really? Yeah, it's happening now. Yeah, so that's, that's the main thing. I just, we have a really high return customer rate, so 70% return rate. Wow. The normal rate is like 11 or something like that. Right. So as soon as people get the product and use it, they love it and they come back. But it's just my aim is to, yeah, get more people to in front of more eyes, I suppose. So do you have like a monetary revenue goal that you want to hit? I do. Well, you don't have to talk about it, but if you want to talk about it, you are. It's pie in the sky. It's 20 million. I don't think it's yeah. pie in the sky. Uh, yeah. It's, Why is it pie in the sky? I just feel like it's that imposter syndrome. Yeah. Who's to say? Yeah. Like... Have the framework that I think about a lot of these things is has someone else previously done it? Yeah. Okay. Are they probably much better than you? I have no idea. Probably not. Probably not. No, no, no. Probably not. Probably not. Honestly, probably not. We're all the same, (laughs) realistically. Like, so if someone else has done it beforehand, you can do it too. Yeah. Like that's just the reality. Um, yeah. Nobody knows what they're doing. Like Most, that's yeah. nobody. No. Nobody knows. Nobody has their shit together. No. And those people that sit there and go, "I have my shit together." It's like, honey, you yeah. definitely don't have your shit together. Oh, it's just yeah. I struggle a lot with that imposter syndrome. So yeah, you saw the the brands been in the last couple of British Vogue's yeah. and. I was like, I didn't even want to share it. Like, I was like, no. Like, I think that's just a Geelong thing, honestly. I think that's a yeah. I think it's an Australian thing. I think it's tall poppy syndrome. Yeah. Every you like, I've noticed it. I don't want to like talk about the things that I do a lot of times because I feel like most of the time it's attacks or it's like doubt. But the moment I've left Australia and I've gone to say the US, it's completely the opposite. Yeah. Really? Everyone's like, oh, wow, yeah. like you're doing that. It's really cool. How can we help? As opposed to, oh, you're doing that. Oh, but what about this? And what about this? And what about that? 
I think a lot of people in Australia, not everybody, and I think it is slowly moving, but generally we have a term for it. It's literally tall poppy syndrome where people want you to do well, but not to much better point. than yeah. not much yeah, better okay. than like the mean. And the moment you're doing much better than the mean, you're labeled a target. Um, so the unfortunate, like Australia's a beautiful place. It's an amazing country to live. It's safe. Like uh, there's a lot of great parts yeah. to it. This is just the thing that, you need to accept, I guess, in business, in this world, in this country. Mm. And it makes you hard. Like it makes, it gives you a thick Absolutely. skin. Yeah. Like, because if you are successful, you've gone through mm. all of that shit. You've dealt with all the doubters and you've dealt with the self doubt. And yeah. it's definitely a lot stronger here than, you know, yeah, I, I mean, right. at least for the U S that's and what I don't I know any different. So neither yeah. did I yeah. until again, the last six months. And okay. I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Yeah. And I think, like, I love it personally when people share what, you know, their mm. accomplishments and stuff like that. And I'm, like, the biggest cheerleader for my friends and that kind of thing. But I think when it's yourself, it's kind of like, Ooh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so. Was it? Um, oh, no, I've lost it, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you are, you are definitely right. And I think, like, the first thing that comes to mind when I think of that is, like, um, you're a product of the environment you surround yourself with. So, yeah, the second you start to derive out of that comfort zone where everybody plays in, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. That's great. It's, oh, that's cute. Like, yeah. look at you trying to go for your dreams. Like, awesome. And then you start actually making it a reality and people feel like they're getting left behind. Yeah. The saying, misery loves company. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So you do you. 20 mil. 20 what, mil. What's, your, what's your date range? Do you have like a date target? <laughs> sure you do. You need, well, t- for it to be a smart guy, let's work through it. Let's work through it. So smart, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. Give me, give me your, uh, your time. <laughs> give me. I don't know, five years. Five years? Yeah. So 20 mil in five years. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So we'll do a podcast in five years time. And you'll when, be saying. What's our five year goal? Yeah, oh. <laughs> I want a studio. I want a legitimate studio set up. I mean, you could have settled in a country before we get you a studio. We can get a studio tomorrow. We just need, we just need to, like a location. <laughs> What's our five-year goal? A mil? Oh, as in money, like you're talking no, 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 subscribers. Yes, a million subscribers. Yeah, absolutely, five. a million. I want to be like a Spotify-sponsored um, podcast. Like yes. Spotify originals. Um studio or a creative studio somewhere absolutely where other podcasters can come and like record their podcast there and we've still got our 29 minute limit on it. <laughs> 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 it's, no, it, it's got to be a little bit like challenging you know yes, you gotta yes. know you can't have it too easy you wanna... no but that's yeah exactly i you know it was, I, up until recently i realized how difficult i have made things for myself in life in terms of like whether it's creative projects or just any aspect of my life, but that resilience that it's given me, I'm actually now grateful for it. Cause when it comes to stuff like this, this, this was so easy to set up and just do on the fly. Cause it was like, yeah, I know how to do it the real effective way. Let's just get it started and get it going. And we'll figure out the rest as we go. Yeah. In the first episode, when we started, we were literally like, we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> we're figuring it out as we go. Like, but you know what? We could have sat there for five weeks and contemplated, all right, so we need to get this gear. Okay, so we need to work this stuff out. You literally walked in and he was trying to figure out how to remove the 29-minute timestamp on the camera. Yeah. Still haven't figured it out. Right? <laughs> We're, We're still work, working on it. We're going to work on that. Um, but, like, I started with no website. Yeah. I started just through selling through Instagram DMs because I was too scared to push live on a Shopify website. 
Like, wow. So, yeah, and I, I'm still, I still work from my garage. And that shows, that, that's like what I love about, this is kind of a key thing to this podcast that we want to know. It's like, you're, you're a normal person that has the same fears as everybody else and you've managed to very slowly push, push through them to a point where you've created a new life for yourself that, you know, maybe five years ago, you saying, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, do a $20 million revenue business, you'd be like, who the fuck am I? <laughs> like, you kind of still are, but like at yeah. least there's a little seed of like, this is possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It can happen now. Like, it can happen. Then, I was like, eh, no way. A million, really? Yeah. But hey. You know. Times change. And yeah. yeah, it's that mindset. I think it's important to keep working on the mindset. Absolutely. Um, but then there's also the work as well. You can have absolutely. mindset on. Oh, you can read all the books. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I do honestly feel like if your mindset's, you know, pretty much top notch, like <laughs> as good as it can be, <laughs> um, then I think you can tackle most things that come your way. Yeah. That's it. And I think if you're just constantly open to learning, yes. you're unstoppable because you don't. You'll never know anything, and someone's always going to know something more. And mm. then it's like the more you know, the less you know. Yeah. Um, and I mean, if you <laughs> just look at technology, you think you've figured out Facebook ads the next minute. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> you no, don't you anything again. Um, so having that openness and that curiosity, I think is the key to mindset because it keeps it flexible. Yeah. Like you're able to pivot, you know, like COVID, I actually wanted to ask like during that period of COVID, how did that affect your business? Because a lot of like online businesses kind of peaked. Did that yeah. kind of benefit or did you really struggle through it? Yeah, so apart from my panic attack in the yeah. um, everything, we're so grateful that it absolutely boomed. Yeah. So it just, like, hundreds of percent, like, wild. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you think, what do you think that it sped up your think, timeline by? Oh, it definitely fast-forwarded me through a couple of years. A couple of years. Yeah, wow. And, you know, people were obviously at home on their phones, on Instagram, wanting to make themselves feel good. Obviously, people are struggling mentally, all that kind of thing. So they're wanting to do that stuff for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was just on there. I never mentioned COVID on Instagram because everyone was. Yeah. So I was like, I just, yeah. I just want to be a place that people can come and I'll show you behind the scenes of what I'm doing and I'll show you what I'm doing to my face tonight mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. I was just being myself. Yeah. And it just went through the roof. Yeah, um, and I think because I'm not a classic Instagram girl, so... It was, yeah, it was great, but it was pretty full on too, like to keep up with that. Also keep up with stock too, because yeah. yes, we manufacture in Australia, but some Supply of the- Supply chains were challenging. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we had to, our products are all white and there was a time where someone had to be black or have black lids just because People we couldn't don't get don't care. They didn't care. Like in the grand scheme of things, no. they won't and remember that And I was like, I can term. either be out of stock for a few months or I can keep- you know, keep riding this wave with black lids and everyone's fine. So, yeah, and I think people happened. like it was an understanding time as well. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I literally have that tattooed on my arm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, every time someone says it, I'm like, I got it. Um, yeah, no, I, I, it's, it's just really interesting because I think that obviously made or broke people. And it was again the people that kind of took it for what it was and went, all right. <laughs> We have to pivot. Like, yeah. let's pivot. Let's try and make something of the situation that is. And those people that can do that, not just in business, but I think in any area of their lives, Absolutely. they always come out on top. Mm. And it's always like another layer or another piece of tool or machinery in your toolkit. So the yeah. next time something, hopefully nothing tragic like that ever happens again, but touch wood. I think you know, that's plastic, but, you know. <laughs> 
but the point is, you know, you you come off better for it in the end. So it's it's cool that. Absolutely. And it's cool that, you know, it obviously benefited you guys in so many ways um, because, yeah, now you're riding the high, which is awesome. It's exciting. I think you made a key point where, like, when you can learn to learn, just that's it. That's it. It's a linear game over. Um, And then you follow your curiosity and your passion, those two combinations. It's a winner. It's done. It's It's it's, done. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, the ability to, I guess, notice that and just follow it and... Kind of just sometimes let go of the reins a little bit too and just, yeah, follow. It's the fear of uncertainty. I think like, you know, the the reason why so many people procrastinate is obviously the perfectionism in a lot of people, but that just... The perfectionism is just fear. It is. It sits in the uncertainty of like not knowing what will come next. But I think when you learn to just go, I don't know what's going to come next. Mm. When it comes, that's when I'll deal with it. Um, That That's a skill set in itself that I think people that master that uh, let's let's talk about this for a quick second. Um, as you would, as no, it's fine. So it's basically, fine. Adam spent a lot of money on equipment. None of it works, and I don't know how to do it. But this is a key point of what we're talking about. Is and I'm sure there's been many times here where you're like, oh shit, I don't know how to do this. Oh, I just fuck something up. Okay. Um, well, let's fix it. What are we doing? How do we fix it? So basically the situation is we were 20 minutes in or whatever to this and um, we go to check it and change over the, to the next uh, 30 minutes and for some reason it's corrupted on the, <laughs> <laughs> on the video. So for the first 20 minutes, this is going to be... I mean, you hear us fine. Yeah, we're great. Sure. Maybe we'll just do like a little stick figure. We'll get you to draw a, we'll get you to draw a stick figure. <laughs> Anyway, it's fine. I, I think this is what adds character to stuff like this. And actually going back to something you said at the start, which I was going to come around to, so it's perfect now. But you know, when you were saying you started with one product, um, 500 followers, but people trusted and believed in you before the product. The product was just a byproduct of you as a brand. I think when people can nail that in their business, it doesn't like all right, obviously it matters what you put out into yeah, the world, yeah. but like the trust is already there. And I think like some like this instance right now, this is as real and as raw as it's gonna get. Like um But it's only gonna get better from here. Yeah. I mean you hope so. No, it will. It will. <laughs> because we we know how we learn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um but yeah, I just think that authenticity piece, people relate to that now because we're so bombarded with crap all over whether it is product based or whether it is like just people you know influxing our feeds or you know we're constantly consumed with all these things that it's just fake and when i i feel like we're in now especially the generation that's coming up filter through the bullshit more than ever before because we've just consumed it for too long and it has to hit a wall at some point where we go what's real and what's not yeah that authenticity is so important and i think that is what yes the product or whatever you are you know, giving has to be good, but the authenticity cuts through and yeah. being just good people too, you know, exactly, cuts through, yeah. you know, like with yourself, people come to your events and things like that because they know that you throw good events. And, you know, I think it's, yeah, it's that trust in the person behind the brand. Absolutely. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of that, um, you made a point when we spoke previously about there was a clear decision that you're like, I'm going to be the face of the brand from this point. Um, 
And that's something that people really struggle to do. And a lot of people hide behind a faceless kind of project, probably out of fear and out of like concern of judgment. But um, why don't we talk about like what led you to that decision when it was and what happened afterwards? Yeah, so I really, I think for me, I wanted to not only create a a good business, but I also wanted to help inspire other people to take a bit of a leap too. So that's why I wanted to, yeah, show behind the scenes and show that, yeah, as I said, I'm not your classic Instagram girl. So I wanted to show that my house is not perfect, that, you know, I'm not perfect, that I muck up, that I, you know, I'll speak and say the wrong thing sometimes and, you know, that I don't have a full face of makeup on all the time and all that kind of stuff. So I just wanted to be as real as I can, which is something that I do struggle with still, like, because you're thinking, oh, who's, like, there's a lot of people watching now every day. So I'm kind of like, oh, it's a bit like, but being the face of the brand is, pardon? Oh, thank you. Yeah, a lot of people just basically kept telling me you need to be the face of your brand because people love you and that's why they love your product. So it's you, trust building It's well. absolutely. It's the community. You know, I get so many DMs every single day just saying thank you for what you do or what you've shared. You know, I just talk about mental health. I've been an ambassador for Lip Timber, a women's mental health campaign initiative for the last few years and just sharing that normal kind of stuff that we all go through. And I think, yeah, that has really helped to grow the brand as well on a, like a side, I guess, because as my kind of, I guess, profile has grown a little bit, then it just sort of snowballs along. Yeah. And that organic PR that has come my way because of that kind of thing, that storytelling has just been amazing. You know, speaking on on panels and being on magazines and all that kind of thing has just, yeah, really organically come because I, I put myself the, out there. That's the important thing, like the storytelling piece. I mean, I'm a prime advocate for storytelling yes. in anything, but you take people along the journey with you. Like people grow with you from the beginning. And if you're showing them like, you know, the highs, the lows, the ups and downs, you what you do for people is you give other people permission to try. Yeah to fail, to try again, and then just keep moving forward. So I I love when I see people with brands who they're so passionate about, you know, the product is great, the story behind it is great, but really you're just somebody who started it from your garage. 100%. Anybody could do that, which is why this podcast, when stuff like this goes wrong, I love it. Like yeah. I love when this shit goes wrong because then it shows people. You, you could get back up. Exactly, and you could yeah. do this too. You could film this all on your phone if you – we are doing it on your phone now <laughs> – but you could literally, you don't need everything set up perfectly to just start. You just need to have the why yep. and enough inspiration behind it to give you the purpose to keep pushing through when things get hard. Or absolutely. I think, you know, absolutely you have to have your ducks in a row as well. Yeah. You know, have good eggs in your corner and all that kind of thing. But I do think that, yeah, things do go wrong. And I think the most important thing is that you just... Give it a crack again. And then it makes a good story as well. Absolutely. Like I does. just think about the story. Every time something goes wrong in my life, everyone's like, oh, how are you going to do it? I'm like, this is going to make a great story. <laughs> I've got <laughs> so many. <laughs> oh, my God. So many dumb things I've done that have just become hilarious stories. Yeah. And I'll, yeah. Even more, like if it's been a monetary mistake, then I'm like, fuck. But then I'm like, I'm just going to get my money's worth out of hilarious stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will. You know, you know what? As long as you learn from the mistakes they're not mistakes they're yeah, exactly. and it's sure it's a cliche but 
it's actually true. Yeah. It's only becomes a mistake when you don't learn from it, when you like keep doing the same thing over and over again and you keep hitting the same wall over and over again. Otherwise, it's like a step towards it's a, a better, stepping stone. A step towards a better process. I agree. Um, there was something I was going to... I have a question for you. Have you had a real, for yourself personally, like pinch me moment where you're kind of like, wow, I feel like I've made it or made it further than I ever thought I could? Like, was it the monetary thing? Was it the Vogue thing? Was it something completely different? Yeah, I think I'm not a very materialistic person. Like my handbag is from Kmart. Like I'm very, I'm a basic kind of girl. I'm always buying things just for the kids, the house, whatever. I set myself a secret goal to buy a car and I wanted to walk in and buy that car with cash. And I, I didn't tell, I didn't tell anyone like um, what type of car it was or anything like that because I didn't want to sound like a wanker, yeah. and which is so ridiculous. It's again that mindset, crazy. Um, but yeah, so I did that last year. I bought my dream car, and you should have done like a vlog on it. No, 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 no. But I still, I've never shared that on social. Like, never shared what car I drive or anything on social media because I'm like, I don't want people to think I'm an idiot or whatever, or you know, a wanker. Why, so, why do you feel that might be the thought process? No idea. I don't know. I had to get girlfriends talk me into. They're like, you have wanted this for so long. Go and get that car. Mm-hmm. And so, like, people had to really talk me into going and getting it because I was like, oh, no, nah, like, yes, I've got the money there. But – and so that was a real pinching moment. I had to still drive it every day and I bloody love it. So I think it's – yeah, that was one for me. But also, like, my kids have said to me – they're only five and seven, but they're like, Mom, we love that you come to every pick-up and drop-off. Yeah. We've never had to go to after-school care. They've never done a day, day of daycare in their life, which is just something that I wanted to do. Like, everyone just, you know, go do your own thing. I don't yeah. – doesn't matter but for me that's what I wanted like we lost five babies before I had the two boys so that really drove me to like yeah be at home with the kids and and as young as they are they really appreciate that so yeah that's important so would you say that maybe I'm like pulling a few different threads together here that like those challenges and you know the the miscarriages yeah the first five led to that moment where you're like, I want to be as present as possibly can with my kids, which then led to how do I do that? Okay, maybe I start my own business, which then led to the success of the business, which then led to the ability to be with your kids more. Yeah. So it's like going back to those horrible moments in your life, as horrible as they are, Mm -hmm. and same for me and I'm, I'm sure for Mon, they plant seeds that a lot of the times with the right mindset and the just a desire to move forward. You see, you look back at this path and you're like, holy shit, if not for that, then I wouldn't be here and yeah. I fucking love this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, as hard as those things are in the moment and you're like, why is this happening? I'm a good person. Like, what's going on? But then you look back and like yourself, you know, you look back and you're like, actually, like, yeah. Okay. I always think. That gave me shivers. That's <laughs> fucking wild. Well, you know. I no, but that, I love it, and that's like honestly, I want to say that is why you will forever be successful because it's so embedded in you that you understand why you do what you do. Yeah. Like things will get thrown at you, no doubt. Life's going to throw more challenges. Business will throw more challenges, but right. I think yeah, <laughs> no, but exactly right. It's just I think that that is just so it's empowering for the person yeah. to know that 
I went through like hell, my own personal hell, like nothing can touch me at this point because I've been through that. And like, I always think you have to, you have to experience the absolute lows to understand and appreciate those highs and it's vice versa. You know, you have to experience those highs to understand, like, I may not have this forever and ever because it's fleeting. So it's just that balance of like one end of the spectrum versus the other end. And then somehow finding it in the middle that when bad things do happen, it's like, yeah, but I remember when this happened, I survived that. Yeah. I can get through this as well. Yeah. It's going to be shitty and hot. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. It's funny. I was doing, (laughs) I did the, when I did the Vipassana, um, my drink bottle, (laughs) I couldn't find it. I don't know what happened. I lost it. So I like stole my housemates and it's one of those like, you know, basic white girl, like from typo drink bottles. <laughs> and I would have it in the shower every morning at 4.30. And I would just be like, you know, kind of like hating my life a little bit. And the best part of my day was this morning shower in the like communal, like campground. <laughs> you know, you're not going to get the vibe. And, and on, this, on, on this drink bottle, it just said, remember, you have survived 100% of your bad days. <laughs> Looking at it every day. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> As you're crying in the shower. Oh, this is so shit. <laughs> oh. So leading into, leading into that, um, with the passion and the why, like, you know, pushing through tough times, What's been the toughest time you've had in your business so far outside of the like, let's put the, the like scaling, you know, panic attack aside, like where you've gone, oh shit, this is really, really tough. Yeah. Well, maybe it was that. That's the main part, to be honest. It was pretty hard, a good hard, I guess, when last Black Friday, we had our first ever sale. So I'd never done a sale before. We had over a thousand orders in one day. So I was literally in the... What's your normal average order? Like per day, like can be around a hundred. Oh, so you're 10x. It was just me in my garage, crying. I'm like sitting on the garage floor, like crying. And it was like two in the morning because I'm like, I've got to get these orders out. And so we did that for four days. Oh my god. So it was almost 4,000 orders. And it was. (laughs) No, not just in the form. It was wild. And like, as great as that was, like, you know, it was an amazing high. But I was like, this is insane. (laughs) How am I supposed to do that? And they just kept, like, my phone, when it's on loud, every time you get an order, it goes, yeah. And it just kept going. I was like, oh my God. I'm so, I'm so grateful right now, but I'm like, I can't do this. So I was like crying tears of like pain, but also tears of joy. And so that was pretty hard. So that's coming up at the end of the month. And yeah, right. <laughs> There's no plan to like how I'm going to deal with that. But anyway, we'll be right. Yeah, that's probably like, that's when I was like, okay, this is pretty wild right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's also another like random side note that I had, but, um, and we're going with this and going with your product. Like when you look back after a while and you go, and you look back and inevitably be like, ah, oh, I really don't like that product now because you've grown. There's this little saying that I heard and it's mainly tech where it's like, if you have, if you don't look back and hate version one of your product, yeah. you've started too late. Like, yes. Yeah. And I love that. So yep. it's just like, get into it, go for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Like we still put, um, 
labels on each product so they don't come like screen printed and yeah I know because it was just so expensive Mm -hmm. to get printed bottles and I've actually just signed the contract to get printed so like just the deposit was $80,000 so I couldn't obviously do that four years ago now I can so yeah looking back like and even still some of the photos I'm like oh that label's a bit crooked and stuff like that so but I couldn't have like it would have taken me years to save up for that so you're right you just gotta go for it it. yeah and if it won't be quite right but give it a crack I think if people I think people as well don't necessarily mind if things aren't done perfectly as long as you are there when they are upset. Like from my experience, think uh, so many things in business for me have gone around. I'm sure it's for you as well. I'm sure it's for you. Mm-hmm. As long as you're like there to listen to a customer that's yeah. gone out of their way to like buy something from you and go, oh shit, okay, yeah, we this happened because of this is this, this. We're sorry. We're gonna do this for you. Absolutely. 99.9% of the time, they're like amazing. They love you. They love you. Yeah. And the and, transparency from the get go. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I think it's so important to be the face of your brand because then people also have a person to attack when something goes wrong. <laughs> but but it's that trust thing where when something goes wrong, it's a real person. It's a real person. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you yeah. go. Yeah, like we get probably, like I could count them on one hand in a year, like the amount of returns. So it's like it'd be five in a year. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very low. And it's usually because, yeah, someone's, you know, been on a medication that their skin has, it's made their skin react to a product. And it still like makes me feel so sick. I'm like, oh my God. But you know, you just look after them, you help them tweak it, get their skin back on track. And they, they end up being a forever customer because they actually appreciate your time, your effort, and you've helped them. So yeah. yeah. It's an opportunity to like grow with them. Yeah. And yeah, they trust you. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I, um, going back to your scaling situation um, and having just kind of sending it and going for it, I think there's a version that gets you to a certain point and there's a different version of you that you need to be to go from that point to the next point. And that, I guess a word of caution that I'm beginning to notice as I like I'm not, you know, on the scale with my business, for example, I'm not on the scale that you are like monetarily, but the staffing requirements for events are much, much harder. And the communication channels are like intense, even with small things. It's like, it's like there's 50 different like points that need to get addressed by like 10 or 15. I've seen your emails that you have to do this. Like the messages. Oh my God. But I'm noticing that like, I can't get away with just like bootlegging it as much anymore. And as I bring staff on and as I bring people into the team, the systems are so much more important now, which means the systems need to come from well-thought-out logic and that well-thought-out logic needs to come from, like, the why and it kind of needs to, like, flesh and I can't really get away with just, like, shooting from the hip as much anymore. So I think that, you know, going from that 2 mil to whatever it is, 20 mil and then 100 mil, whatever, like, wherever you go, wherever you're going... (laughs) It's like the version of you needs to evolve. Absolutely. And when you get to that, that bigger number, it's a lot more staff. And those, those more staff need to be in line, aligned to the vision. And that, that alignment to the vision comes from the systems and you putting your energy into developing the systems and developing the framework that then they can model off and then they can begin to iterate and grow with. 
Absolutely. There you go. Yeah, no. Yeah. So that's why I've been, yeah, for probably the past 18 months working on strategy. Yeah. And actually having a plan of attack rather than, yeah, just like, oh, let's give this a go. Um, It's it's still fine. That's what I do 90% of the time. But I definitely know that, yeah, like that's going to get orders to trickle through, but I want them to like, I want to be a household name across the world. You know, with oh, would, she said it. I'm hey. like, yeah, it's a like say it. But yeah, I really want to be in everyone's bathroom. So in Amsterdam. Yeah, no, so good. Oh my god, I was telling you the messages. Did you see the video? Sent a, a video of him using the products in Amsterdam. So she's like, she's I'm like, like oh, yeah. you're going over there. Can you like send me? You know, just I just meant like take a photo of the product. He does, he does his whole routine. And he's in the bathroom with his towel on. No joke. Absolutely. We'll clip it in. Oh, my Lord. I got, like, so I usually get, you know, two, 250 DMs a day. It's skyrocketed. All of these women are like, look at that body. Oh, my God. Who is this man? It was so funny. I was cracking out. It was hilarious. I'll have to post it again get the DMs. You know what? Um, Black Friday. Oh, yeah. Pop you on an ad. We can talk about how I felt about that, and this would be an interesting thing because, like, I've never done that before in my life. And you asked me to, and I'm like, you're like, I can tell. <laughs> but like, I've never done that before in my life. And that's why you bought the ring light, isn't it? To start doing more. I'm working on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely working on it. I want to like do it things better and better and yeah. the time. But like, <laughs> so I, like, <laughs> anyway, anyway, I, and then I sent it to you and I was like, fuck, this is, I felt a bit vulnerable about it and then you posted it and I felt and I'm like I could share this but I like didn't want it because I felt really vulnerable about it I'm like oh (laughs) oh I just no that's fair like but why why I don't know it's all in it's all in your head negativity what will people think oh my god yeah Yeah. but it's hilarious do you know what's interesting (laughs) do you know what's funny thousands of people love you (laughs) when I really missed this. Where was I? Oh my god! Um, going back to that, like, why I always so I used to have this problem all the time, right? And the one question I would always ask myself is when I sit there and go, "Oh, what are people going to think?" There is always, almost always, one person that will come to mind for you. And when you think about like, "Oh, who's watching this? Mm-hmm. Who's seeing this?" Like, why why that person? Like, why do you actually care enough about that person? Yeah. And then it, that's where the digging deeper comes in. I used to do that all the time. And the, when I started, like, when I stopped generalizing, like, oh, when people see this, who? Yeah. Yeah. Like, who are you actually so thinking true. about? Usually it's someone you don't even, like, aren't oh, no. friendly with. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Like, and they're probably not even watching your stories anyway. Exactly. So it's like, yeah. well, because yeah. you don't follow them because you probably don't even like them. <laughs> <laughs> Like a double chin, or I'd be like, you know, have something in my teeth, or like just wouldn't be perfect, you know. Yeah. And now I'm just like, yeah. Do you know what's funny? Like, I, <laughs> I, everyone still to this day says, Oh my gosh, you're so confident on camera. I'm like, Go back and watch the first video on my YouTube channel. Don't hate V1 of what you put out, you've done it too late. Absolutely. Yeah, right. But what YouTubing every single week for a year did for me was like I'd have to sit there and edit these videos of me talking to myself basically <laughs> right yeah. I rip myself apart and be like oh you got a pimple oh you got wrinkles oh when you do this like you know you frown and whatever 
to the point where I was like, I know everything about me and my face. Yeah. No one can tell me anything anymore. So now when someone's like, oh, you know, whatever, when you are smiling, you know, this side of your face goes like this or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> you can't hurt me. Like, I see yeah. it every day. Like, I have to. It's my face. Yeah, it's my it's face. It's like the eight-mile uh, yeah. approach on the rap battle at the end. <laughs> you know the rap battle yeah. at the end? <laughs> I, I can rap that whole thing. <laughs> no, I think I actually can I too. But, oh, my God. Do you want to have a rap battle? No, I can't. <laughs> Not on camera. Do you have a rap battle? I'm going to um, R&B Fridays on Friday night. Shout <laughs> out to R&B Fridays. Uh, we'll get them to sponsor them. Oh, yeah, next, next year. <laughs> yeah, we'll go. We'll take um, that one time to R&B Fridays and get people to tell us their one times. Really? We could do that. Yeah. It'd be funny. Um, well, I'll be rapping the... on Friday night. That's <laughs> I really want us to have a little rap battle right now. I'm like, trying to. Nah, no, I won't push it. It's all right. We'll just put a video here <clears throat> of like two people trying to rap and be like, Beck and Adam. Okay. No, I was going to actually ask because I'm just curious. Um, when you started this business, was there like a piece of advice or like that you live by or it can be business wise or personal that kind of is at the back of your head every time like you think about anything basically yeah. when it comes to I've got it on my desk and it's one of those like cliche cards that you get like a quote card but it actually really stuck with me it's trust your hard work it's unlocking doors that you can't see yet oh. and I just believe that so much like you just got to keep going and things keep coming and it's so true so yeah I often will look over at that when I'm grinding and you're like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay where's that door that's so fun do you still use it it's gone back and it's the worst bottle and shout out to my housemate Eliza like thanks for lending me that <laughs> terrible <laughs> bottle <laughs> but it was exactly what it needed to be <laughs> Exactly what it needed to be. No, I love that. I think there's a, there's another quote. I can't remember who said it, but it's like you feel like if you don't stop and pause, you'll have walked through doors that you once wished had opened. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same thing, you know. Like I was saying at the start, you just kind of keep going and going. You hit a milestone. It's like yeah. cool, awesome. Then on to the next, yeah. and then you forget that, like, wow, that once upon a time you wished yeah. you were at that point, and you just like ran through the door. Yeah. Like, See ya. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, but uh, yeah, the, the the little framework I've started to think about is like because I've just turned thirty, and I'm trying to figure out where I go next. And there's a lot of like things pulling me in different directions, and um, and I'm kind of like you. I just like go and I go and I go, and we hit these milestones, and I'm like, yeah, cool. All right, next thing. Like literally the next day, I'm like straight back into mm -hmm. it. Um, but this moment of reflection has been really cool, where it's like um, look back and see what you're doing now and ask would 18 year old version of me be proud yeah. and every single thing that I have in my life 18 year old version of me would be like that's sick you're a legend <laughs> yes you're so right so even 18 16 whatever but like you know this year I've what traveled for nearly five months of the year like in March we activated the Cunningham Pier did a festival in there it hasn't been done in 20 years that wow. You know, we've got opportunities to scale. Like, there's a venue conversation. There's some like really, really interesting things happening. And like, 18 year old me was like, just finishing high school. Was like, had this like, 
I think it was like a five hundred dollar ninety ninety Honda Accord that at one point didn't have back seats. <laughs> it was metal. <laughs> like there was a hole because it, it flooded. There was a hole where like it was like a little pop cap and it popped up and you could see the ground outside. <laughs> so I'd be on the highway. I'd be on the highway and you'd see the, <laughs> the ground. And the like sound system got stolen. So like I was like, yeah. like Wow. You know what I mean? But now it's yeah. like I drive a nice car, yeah. like I get to travel the world, I'm like yes. I set my own hours majority of the time. Every now and again I am up until two in the morning replying to emails because whatever. But like generally yeah. it's been great. Yeah. Um yeah, so that's you know so good. Yeah, like anyone that's think anyone that's kind of looking back as they're developing, it's like, you know. Would 18-year-old be proud of you? And all the times they would. And if they're not, figure out why. And And that's, yeah. 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 My first car was a a Nissan Pulsar and it was like cream and it had a red boot. Like it had a red boot. I remember it was so cool. Me and my girlfriend standing waterball, like cutting laps around the beach and music like flying. Oh, my God. But yes, that's a good thing. Like I haven't actually thought about 18-year-old me. So it's, Yeah. You know, it's funny, I, um, talking about like reflecting on past self. So the past weekend, I, um, I've been going through these things where I, I've just slowed down a lot. Like my slow down is still pretty fast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but (laughs) do you know what my friend said to me the other day? He's like, you look the most relaxed I've ever seen you more. And I was like, I feel relaxed. And my other friend sitting next to me, he's like, what? That's relaxed. I'm like, this actually is relaxed. Anyway. Um, I did this thing where I, I've got this like pin board in my wall, in my room. It's like the entire wall. And I had all this stuff that I'd pinned on there from like nine months ago. Right. And I was like staring at it and it was really shitting me looking at these things. Cause I was like, everything's changed. Like from where I was nine months, where I was six months ago is like completely different <laughs> two months ago. Um, so staring at this wall, I was like, I've got to change this up. So then I spent a whole day literally writing a bucket list with 174 things on there. Wow. Once I started, it was just like, I can't stop. Yeah. Then I started like finding pictures and stuff because I'm so visual. I visually have to see the thing that I wrote. And then I was like, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go and I'm going to actually create a bucket list book where I'm going to write everything in a blank book. I'm going to cut the pictures out. I'm going to basically scrapbook. I spent my weekend scrapbooking. <laughs> and as I was sitting there doing it, I was just getting really giddy, like really like, ah, like writing all these things. And then I reflected on that moment of me sitting there in my room writing all this stuff out. And then I was just like, holy shit, I've done this before. I've done this exact same thing when I was seven years old. And I've said, I've told this story before on my old podcast. Um, there, it was when I went to Nepal, actually. So I had, when I was seven, there used to be this TV show on um, uh, Channel 9, I think it was, called Things to Try Before You Die. I remember. And yeah. And so there'd be they'd, like a group of um, presenters would go to different continents and they'd do a list of 20 things in that country. And there was this one Thursday, every Thursday, my grandmother would take me because it was pensioners day to go. She'd pick up a pension. We'd catch the bus, go to town. And every single Thursday, she would buy me a book. And for whatever reason, this book I bought on this Thursday happened to be a lonely planet travel guide to Europe. Cause wow. all I could think about was like going <clears throat> to different countries. So I get home and I'm flipping through this book, watching this TV show. And I had this lime green binder book and I sat there and I wrote all the 20 things out on the sheet. I'm sorry. Do you still have that? No, damn it. I know. I, I know. Do you think you've done them? 
Number four was go and see Mount Everest. And I remember writing this down going, that's impossible. You can't do that. Like, that's crazy. Like, well, I'm just going to write it down. And then when I was in Nepal at base camp, I was walking and I just said to myself, like, look up, like, stop looking at your feet. And I looked up and literally, I actually, I took a photo of it. I looked up and it was just Mount Everest and the Himalayas were just, I never felt closer to heaven in my life. And the first thing, like the first voice I heard was, you did it. But it was like a little girl's voice. And I was just like, whoa, shit. Like I, this was impossible. Like this to me was impossible. So then on the weekend, as I was flipping through, like writing all this stuff, and there's mental crap in this book that I've written. But as I'm writing it, I'm going. Give us the craziest one. uh, Skydiving the Himalayas is number two. Yes, it is. And it's happening before I turn 30. Okay. How old are you? 28. Turning 28 in December. It's already in motion, so it's happening. Um, (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) and so as I'm writing these things down, I'm like, none of this is impossible. And it felt like this switch finally happened in my head where I was like, nothing is impossible. Nothing, unless I tell myself it's unless it defies the laws of physics. We've discussed this already. but nothing is actually impossible. And it was so interesting because then all these like little moments of like times that I told myself things couldn't happen or wouldn't happen. It was like this massive reflection moment where it all just came flooding in. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to do all 174 things in this book. Maybe not before I'm 30, but yeah. I will. Like I will. Yes. Like be a New York Times bestseller is in there. Write my first pilot for a TV show is on there. So okay. what I do, I went and inquired and I'm starting a screenwriting course next year. So I was like, I'm getting this to Netflix. So good. I don't care what happens after it, but it's being handed to Netflix. Um, But yeah, my point is sitting there reflecting back on doing an activity that kind of placed me in seven-year-old Mon's body being like, whoa, this is impossible in the big bright world. I now am like, wow, every time I look back on something, it's like the seven-year-old in me just gets like really like, ha, you're doing it (laughs) or you're going to do it. must be so proud too oh i'm stoked and you know what it goes back to what i said before like when you start following your dreams or your ambitions or your goals and you start ticking them off and people are watching you do it it opens the floodgates for them to go and do the Mm. same it gives them permission without you doing anything you're just living your life because you're doing it for you the ripple effect of that is you start to show people what's actually possible when you just follow your own intuition and do what's right by you instead of listening to everybody else. So true. Mm. Stop listening to all that noise. Absolutely. There's a lot, and there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of noise. Oh, there's a lot of noise. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Um, I got one thing and then maybe we'll go back to the questions that you have. Um, the younger version of yourself, that going down that thread, um, the last few years, I've made a habit to write a letter to myself mm. that I that I read once a year, like the next year. And I've just, it was the 30th of October. I haven't read it yet. It's sitting on my bed now. I've just been pretty busy. But writing this letter and just writing about like how I'm feeling, what my concerns are, all these problems that are occurring and just like everything that seems like big. <clears throat> big. I've done it two years in a row now. Both times... I've read the letter and gone, <laughs> that? <laughs> Every two years in a row. So, so you haven't read this past year? This is year three. I haven't read year three. So I'll read it in the next few days. But yeah, and I'm pretty sure I have a very vague idea of where we're at. 
Pretty sure I'm going to do the same. Maybe not, but like I'm pretty sure. So yeah, if That's anyone, cool. really, really cool. Very simple way to give you some perspective on what. How far are you? Yeah. Because yeah. a year's, a, you underestimate it. You, but a year's actually quite a long time. A you can do a change. lot. Yeah, a lot can change in a year. Yeah. And without writing it down and really like getting it out of your head and into paper, like, you know, journaling or doing something like this or even talking or writing it, you know, saying a vlog that's for yourself or for other people, you don't really get to check those moments yes. as you go yeah. and you can just be so automatic and then five years goes by and you just don't realize i have a video a vlog that i did at the start of the for that sole purpose i sat down and i recorded myself being like all right so it's 2022 this is where i'm currently at these are all the things that i'm excited about um and then i was planning to post it obviously on 31st of december this year and i found it the other day and i watched it and i was like I don't even recognize her. Yeah. Like, oh, holy sh- crap. Everything you thought you wanted. But it was only like Nothing, like, yeah. And it's crazy because everything that has happened, I couldn't have in a million years thought that it would. <laughs> like, you, if you told me at the start of the year, this is what how your year's going to look, I'd be like, lol, good joke. Like, I went to Africa. Yeah. Like, who... Who goes to Africa? Like it was, just, and I took a random the stranger. The story behind with me. the Africa thing. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. It's just she's done her homework. <laughs> but you know, stuff like that, and then everything I thought I wanted at the start of the year, none of that happened, and I'm like, wow. But none of that happened because all this other stuff had to happen. And if I stayed in that like space in that place, none of this stuff would have happened. I wouldn't be starting a podcast with you. But hey, you know what's really funny? That podcast episode you were on went live like two weeks ago. Yeah. So the first ever podcast I did was a podcast with with her and her other partner that she did a podcast with. How many episodes did you? Like eight? No, we did ten. Okay, so ten episodes. That was my first ever podcast episode that I've ever done. Yeah. And then it was like, I think it was the highest viewed one out of all of them. Yeah. By like a long shot. Yeah. And I was like, this is fun. (laughs) And and that planted the seed. But do you know what's funny? So then that podcast ended um, and then I just went back to my old, the one I had been doing. And my goal for that podcast was to get it to 100 episodes. And once I hit 100, decide, do I still want to do this Mm -hmm. or not? And while I was in Africa, it just—I—I I, I just was running through my head, and I was like, I don't think I want to do it anymore. Yeah. Not sure. Anyway, and then for whatever reason, I was like, I think I want to do this with someone else, but my past experience—is uh, that what I want? And for some reason, like Adam and I, we weren't super tight friends. Like, all right, now we have to be. So we're like, whatever, kidding. Um, but he—he he just popped into my head. I was like, Adam. I was like. I've been to like coffee with him twice. Like why Adam? And no, no joke. That night I get an invite no. for his birthday. And I'm like, oh, there's 500 That's people going to this birthday. That's fine. 20 people. I was like, what the hell? Because I was like, at that time I was like, I come back from overseas and I'm like, who are the people in my life? Like start again. I was like, I want to start again. And who are the people in my life that light me up and add value? And I was like, oh, Going through the list, so like, nice. and I was like, yeah, yeah, mom, like mom's cool. She's <laughs> fun does fun things. You know, I want, I want to be around people because going overseas, I was inspired like to no end. And I, that was a two week trip that turned into living overseas for four months oh, and wow. buying into a venue and like <laughs> story for another story day. For another day. Sure. But yeah, I was like, who are the people that light me up and will inspire me? I want to be around them more. Yeah. And that was you know, mm. I was trying to add people that maybe I don't see as much, but they inspire me. Yeah. 
it was just weird because That's like so the weird. series of events and then it, I didn't even, I honestly didn't even think twice. I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then I messaged him going, I can't come to your birthday. I'm still in Africa, but we'll catch up when I get back. Thinking in my head, like, oh, I might drop it to him. I'll see how I feel. And he's like, I have something to talk to you when you get back. And I was like, because <laughs> I had the same head. No, I'm like, yeah. I've been wanting to do a podcast. I've been wanting to do something like this long form for ages. And I'm not, I'm like, I'm not one of those people that just like will do things alone. But the moment I've got somebody to like bounce off, it blows up. Yeah. It yeah. blows up. Yeah, right. And I'll take it and I'll run with it for, you know, you just need years and years and years. Yeah, yeah, just to go, it's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. And like, here's <laughs> what I know. <laughs> here's what I know. I'll teach you. And then I go, oh, cool. Did you know we can do this? And we can do this? And we can do this? Literally, <laughs> now I'm like, oh, God, stop. Just stop. This is how I run. It's just with every, every business I've done to date has been like started off with, with somebody else. Yeah. Um, and I just take it and run with it. I love that. And it's fun. It's like, let's go. <laughs> I love it. Do you know, that's probably the, actually, that's probably the hardest thing in my business because it's pretty much just me. It's a silo. It's mm. like, it's very lonely. And also there's no one to bounce ideas off. You can bounce like, ideas I off us anytime you want. Yeah. Seriously you can, though, if you yeah. just want to like Thank you. mind dump. Like I've got, yeah, now like I've created, like you, a group of friends that yeah inspire you and that will have you back and you can bounce ideas yeah. and things like that because otherwise you just go a bit mad in your own head and, you and it's new ways of thinking as well absolutely. like perspectives and you can yeah, yeah. You give things to them they give things to you it just works absolutely both ways so yeah that's yeah the the saying is like go go alone go fast go together go far Mm. I feel like that's just the quote of this podcast because you say it every time. I love it. I think about that it all the time. Interest. I think about it all the time. This is like how I, when I'm frustrated about like some relationship that I have or like some situation I'm in where it's like impacted by another party, I go back to that every time. Go alone, go fast, go together, go fast. It's like, why the fuck don't you know what I know? It's like, well, no, they're not going to know what mm. I know, but they know what they know. Yes. And then it's like my job to transfer what I know and learn from them and we go higher than I could by myself. Yeah, mm. so right. Um, question I have in this, do you want to go through any more of your questions? I've got one. No, here. you go. Um, what, would, what advice would you give to yourself for 10 years ago, like one piece of advice? Just back yourself, honestly. Like I still don't really back myself, but yeah, just back yourself, my God. And just, yeah, go for your life, honestly. Is that what you would also tell your future self? Yes. So 10 years from now? Yeah. So tell your current self. (laughs) (laughs) I I think it's so important to have that, yeah, have that belief in yourself. You know, we can look externally and, yes, people are going to comment and say, Mm. oh, you're amazing, rah, rah, rah. But if you don't believe it, then, yeah, I think you really need to believe that and I'm working on that. so. So how have you... How would you do that? If you were to give 10, you know, 10 year ago version of you that advice, what framework would you then follow on with? Oh, I just would not be walked over. I would, yeah, really put myself first, especially Mm. like, especially in the last seven years, I definitely, yeah, lost myself having the kids. So putting myself first, looking after myself, which I have been doing for the last couple of years now. But on a health front, like a mental and physical health. Both, yeah. yeah. But also just like taking time for myself. I used to have be so feel so guilty catching up with a girlfriend just to go for dinner or whatever. Yeah. And now 
like look in the mirror and I'm like, let's yeah. go. Yeah. And you know, no one suffers because I'm feeling good. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That's it. It's just taking that time and I actually have to schedule that time in, otherwise it just doesn't happen. You know, things just little things like going for ocean swims at night time because that's when I can get down there and just little things, looking after myself. Yeah. That's the most important thing though. Yeah. Like it makes I've been feeling so much better in the last yeah. And you become sharper and you're Absolutely. you're better with your family, you're Everything. better with your business, you're better with everything and you live a longer life and you can yeah. do more. I think we really lose touch of it a lot, but health is like one one of the pillars of this podcast and I think it's the foundation of everything it should i don't know why it's like third or fourth in so many people's like headspaces but it needs to be the foundation because without health as your foundation you can't do anything else it's like that again we're full of just like one-liners and like ridiculous quotes but they're a good way to that you know axioms and like ideas to just that sum up a very clear concept distilled into like poetry basically but it's like a healthy person wants a thousand things a sick person wants one yeah that's it and that's and that that one piece of information Something should be the basis yeah. of am I looking after myself? No. Yes, I can understand that there are moments where you have to sprint. There's moments where you have to fucking yeah. like push yourself past where your healthy capabilities are, but they should not be the norm. They should mm. be sprints for a very specific purpose yep. based on your why. Yeah. That you know have a defined end time. And then have a clear goal of what you want to achieve. Like the four-day sprint of like a 1,000 units a day. Prime example. Yeah. And then you rest because you have to rest. Because yes. you need to then move again. And to be as effective as you possibly can to move again, you need that, that downtime. And this is me talking to myself right now. So, <laughs> yeah. Adam... Fucking rest. Mute <laughs> yourself, Adam. This is the word of advice. But it's easy to get caught. And this is why, like, I, when I used to have my business, it was an e-commerce business as well. And we used to sell vegan watches. Yeah. So we were first to market, like, literally five or six, six years ago now. Um, and it boom like it went global within two weeks of, like, launching it because wow. we did a Kickstarter. It was insane. Anyway, couldn't have prepared myself for it. But the whole that hustle mindset that I, th- I thought I thrived in because of the validation that it gave me. Everyone started looking at me like, oh, the businesswoman, oh, the entrepreneur, oh, the-. and I was loving it. I was feeding off it. But it was killing me, like killing me. And then once I started to lose the passion for it, that's where I started digging for motivation because I was like, you have to do it because everybody says that you are the entrepreneur. You are the person yeah. that has their shit together. Like keep going, keep going, keep going. And it just – it completely broke me, broke me, broke my relationship, like everything. Um, so now it's like I can, I remove myself immediately from it because I remember so vividly what it felt like to be in that state of just cruise, like I autopilot. Days just went by. I was just doing things because it was the to-do thing. Like, yeah, yeah. And I just think like, it's so easy to get caught up in it that you do have to check in with yourself constantly. And like you said, doing the little things that like bring you joy, yeah. mm. they're the best. If it's a cup that's of coffee, of life. that's it. It's literally the point of life. You only cried no the other day. <laughs> so this to my friend. Sorry, it's a kid from the editing of the, <laughs> of the It was after that. I removed myself <laughs> from that situation. No, but I was at a cafe and I was sitting there reading this book and the book was just like speaking to me. Like everything I was reading and I was like, 
wow, this is like the book literally fell off my shelf. That's why I started reading it. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, but I, for the first time in like eight weeks, had an oat milk latte because it just felt like it. I was like, you know what? You've been busting your ass. You deserve this oat milk latte. And I sat there and I actually started crying. Because I was so happy. I was overwhelmed with happiness. This old guy that sits at the same cafe as me comes over. I don't know what my face was doing because I thought I was happy. He comes over. He's like, and he, I've been speaking to him for like six years every, every morning when I go to that cafe. And he's like, I just wanted to come over because the look on your face looks very overwhelmed. And I just wanted to check in to see if you're okay. And I was like, Dave. <laughs> I'm really overwhelmed. He's like, that's the look I was seeing on your face. I'm like, no, I'm overwhelmed with joy and I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> and he was like, oh my God. He's like, that's made me so happy to hear. And I was like, seriously, like, I don't know. Like, I want to cry now. I don't know. It's just like, I, my body can't contain this joy. This. Like, yeah. all because of the simple thing of reading a book and drinking a coffee. And I'm like, it makes me so happy that I've gotten to a place in my life where that makes me happy. And the yeah. first thought I had was, if I had a million dollars right now, I'd still be experiencing the same level of joy as this cup of coffee right now and this book. Yeah. And then I thought, like, if I die, I hope this is what my heaven looks like. Just <laughs> book. Maybe heaven is earth if you got the right headspace. Well, true. 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 Maybe we're already there, but you just don't need to, like, Well, I'm pretty it. happy there, so. I'm pretty happy. Are you happy? I'm pretty happy. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, we're in it. <laughs> yes. Clocked it. <laughs> what, where are we at? On... Uh, time-wise, we're sweet. Okay. Um, Should we? Well, one one more question I had mm-hmm. following that thread of you know eighteen year old you and uh, you know <clears throat> the ten year old version ten year old wow English. I don't know what you mean. Let me start yeah. that again. Anyway, so how did you get to the belief that you have now? Like you know you say believe in yourself now, you know believe in yourself more. How did you get there? Honestly, I think from getting knocked back, you know, Mm. from whether it be, I remember someone that I used to work for, I asked her for a pay rise, I was getting paid the same amount for like so long and she called me a glorified receptionist when I was like running the business. So like little things like that, I'm like, no, like that is not me. Like I am Mm. worth. So I think it's just, yeah, like, you know, when the manufacturer called me a mum with a hobby, wouldn't take me seriously. Like powered by spite. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, yeah. (laughs) No, I'm the um, same. I'm like, all right. Cool. Yeah, no, 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 pocket that one. Noted. Let yeah. me let me show you what yeah. happens. <laughs> so I think it's it's just little things like that. It's also like I see a psychologist every couple of months as well. Like not that anything's wrong, but I just actually really enjoy learning about the brain. Yeah. So she I think we should destigmatize so psychology. Seeing a psychologist yeah. and having a problem. Yeah. Uh, there's it's, a. You go. It's fine. Like I'm going to see her tomorrow. Yeah. Like and I'm 100 percent fine. But yeah. it's just really I really enjoy learning about why I think these things or why, yeah. And it's good when you've got someone who doesn't know you from like circles, like family, friends, because they've got that bird's eye view of like, this is what I just see is happening, you know, with the questions that I'm asking and what you're going through. It's like an unbiased, she's not trying to like, be like, oh, sweetie. It's like, this is, this is what it is. I think just, yeah, learning about that. So seeing a psychologist possibly helped. 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Breaking, so breaking down those like unconscious patterns. Why do I think, yeah, that I'm following the threads? Yeah, all those kind of things. So the basics really like you do that through seeing a psychologist, you do that through sitting and reflecting, you probably yep. do that through meditation, Absolutely. you do that through journaling, you do that through getting knocked down 
and getting up and building your confidence. 100%. And just proving to yourself that you can, yeah. you're actually not going to break. Yeah. And you it's can, you can, yeah, it's a combination of a lot of little things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, small things over <laughs> a long period of time become big changes. <laughs> well, I thought you were about to sing that song. Um, what is it? When little things grow. <laughs> From little things. <laughs> From <big> things grow. <laughs> I mean, it's all the same shit, really, right? There's one of my friends, uh, he's a psychologist, like a very, very uh, top-tier psychologist, and we catch up every now and again, and we talk, and we've got similar kind of ideologies on a lot of things, and we were talking about going, you know, seeing a psychologist, and I was telling him how valuable it was for me, and he's like, yeah, people don't understand that seeing a psychologist shouldn't be thought of as like, I'm at a negative 10, get me the fuck out of here. It should be, get me back to baseline. It should be, there's the spectrum of negative 10 to positive 10. And you can go from a negative 10 to a zero with the right good psychologist, but you can go from four to a seven with a good Mm, psychologist. You can go from a seven to a nine with a good psychologist. And those incremental changes and developments from that four to a seven or that seven to a nine can take a business from a million dollars to $20 million. Yeah. My best friend is a psychologist and she often says these kind of things to me, like you don't need to be sick to go and see such. It's like, you know, she sees so many people every day, just like mm. us that, you know, are technically normal. <laughs> um, you know, and it's just, it's just working on those things. But I think it's yeah. the Western mindset that you get treated when sick versus like Eastern cultures yeah. don't treat when sick. Yeah. It's preventative. Yeah. That is just the way we have just been raised as a culture, Absolutely. whether it is mind, body, soul, like we treat once the bad stuff's happened. Yes. It's like, well, hold on like prevent yeah, yeah. like yeah. you know you're feeling edgy okay cool like talk to it's fine because we're all going through shit yeah. <laughs> ain't nobody sitting there all like no yeah the western and the eastern <clears throat> kind of elements i think there's a really good kind of framework that i got like a little while ago on it was um Western medicine's amazing for acute injuries and yeah. acute problems, things that are like, oh, you've lost a leg. <laughs> Let's probably try and fix that versus a bit terrible with chronic, mm-hmm. preventative, um, encompassing the whole system issues. Yeah. And that's where the, like, the, the Eastern medicine side of things yeah. really comes into like into like its strength where it's like oh it it, un- it it sees the whole thing as a sum of its parts as opposed to just an individual acute yep. piece yeah um because we're not we're not a fucking petri dish we are a complex system that is impacted by our mind you know like the what's that thing called the um oh. The, the, oh, anyway, don't fuck. I lost it. But um, we're impacted by a mind where, to the point where, like, our thoughts can actually Im- change the oh, way yeah, our yeah, physiology yeah, yeah. occurs. And yeah, it sounds very woo-woo, but no, it is literally a thing. Um, what's the what's the thing called in, in studies? I can't remember the, off the top of my head. Where I feel like I know the baseline where like you have to get over and like they give people the. Um, just a, a sugar pill and they need to like... A placebo. A placebo, oh. yeah, yeah. So basically, you know, I couldn't think of the word. But yeah, so like the placebo is so strong in, in studies that yeah. they... there's. I'm pretty sure, again, I might be butchering this, but I'm pretty sure there's like a hurdle of 20 or 30% positive change above the baseline that a drug has to get over because of how powerful the placebo effect is. Wow. There's like a, it's like, it's not, it's a like significant portion that they understand that somebody can receive a sugar pill 
and then they can respond with like significant change. Well, that's Dr. Joe Dispenza's. That's his whole work. Everything he talks about is how powerful the mind actually is. If you but paying attention to what you're telling your body, your mind, your soul yes, to do. Yeah. yeah. So basically, one day we'll get sponsored We're by gonna these. We're going to get sponsored. Our girls get sponsored by these guys. Yeah. We're not really strangers. So basically, they're just really in-depth questions. And we're just going to draw draw them and we're just going to answer them. That's basically the game. Sure. One, two, or three. On me. Right. Pick a number. Two. What well, was two? Is two really hard? I hope not. Connection. Oh. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically it could tell you to do something or it could just ask a question. So right. do, should we go in a circle? Sure. Maybe we'll just pick like two because who knows how long these Yeah, we'll, two say, we'll just each. freestyle it and see how All right. Go. So there you go. You can ask Adam a question. Okay. What has been your earliest recollection of happiness? <laughs> <laughs> Straight on you. And uh, maybe we'll return fire on each one. Okay. So the question goes both ways. Earliest recollection of happiness. Fuck. Do you want me to go? I know mine. Yeah, you go. And then I'll figure right. out mine as well. We were, I reckon I was like six. And just my gran was driving a Wee 50 around a paddock and had a rope with like corrugated iron, like, tin that goes on roofs tied to the bike and had me and my two brothers on it hooning around and we would get so hot under our bum that we had to jump off like that was I just will never forget it she's 90 now and it was so much fun yeah happy happy yeah I've got one but it's kind of cooked (laughs) that does not surprise me I mean, I'm sure there's more, but just off the top of my head, the first thing that popped into my head was um, I was with my nan <laughs> and for some reason she put me into this, like, play. <laughs> I, was like, I was like six. I was young. She put me in this play and it was like Oliver, but it was in this weird, like, hall in, like, on the top of the hill of, like, Lovely Banks. There's some, like, community hall. And I was going there with her once once a week to rehearse and I was just one of the like extra kids and they're like just sitting there just in the orphanage and like I didn't have any words but we get to the day I don't know why this is it but we get to the day and um I do my part and then there's like a raffle and the, the raffle has um like I have two dollars for for whatever reason and I'm six maybe a bit young I'm bloody young um and I have this, like, I get a raffle ticket to win the prize. And the options of the prizes are, like, chocolates, you know, random skincare, like, baskets, and a bottle of scotch. You've told me this story. (laughs) Bottle of scotch. And for some reason, I thought I was going to win. I don't know why. I don't know (laughs) what. So... I'm, it's like a whole, there's like three or four rows of tables, and there's just people having dinner, and it's like a whole dinner and show and thing. And and the... (laughs) I, like six-year-old me is going to the table trying to pre-sell this bottle of scotch. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yeah, to somebody. And then I had someone agree to give me $20 for it. And then I won. Oh and I got God. the bottle of scotch. You and I walked up, gave it to him, and he gave me 20 bucks. And I was like, 
That is I don't know why that's early. There's probably more. There's probably early. Oh. But that was the first thing that popped into my head where I'm like, <laughs> fuck yeah. That's so good. Anyway. Couple of you won. And he paid you. <laughs> he paid me. That is illegal. That is highly illegal. So many illegal elements to that. Should I just answer it as well? So yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we'll yeah, draw yeah, a question that. and then we'll go. Um, so what was the, the happiest memory? Earliest, earliest happiest memory. Earliest recollection of happiness. Do you know what? I honestly think it was um, my uncle. So my uncle pretty much like was there my whole entire life growing up because he used to live at my grandparents' house um, when I was growing up. And he used to go every like Tuesday or Wednesday to the news agency and he'd be like, come on, like, let's go. We'll go to the news agency. And I would go and I would buy, you know, those like um, the Golden Circle books? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every single Tuesday. Like I knew every week when he goes, I'm going to be buying a book. And honestly, I've been thinking about this for so long. Like this memory just won't leave my head because I keep thinking about when I get to do that with my kid. Like every Sunday morning, I want to take them to like – a bookshop and every week they get to buy a book because I'm so obsessed with like books and I have been ever since I was a kid. Um, was that instilled in you, do you think? Absolutely. It sounds like it. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember once my mum saying to me, like when I was about four years old, I used to, like I I was very a very early learner in terms of like reading and writing. I excelled really quickly because I loved fantasy. Like I loved this whole concept and idea of like living in these imaginary worlds, but like they're not really that imaginary because the whole manifesting thing, like you create your reality, right? Reading and I used to sit in the back corner of the backyard on this little table my dad built for me. Oh, this is another happy memory actually. Um, and I used to sit there and just write. My dad would be like, what is she writing? Like she's four. <laughs> like she was spending hours in the corner just it's writing. Amazing. I used to always write stories. And my mum used to read these stories and be like, you're really, really good at this. Like you should become a writer. But it was that imposter syndrome thing because I constantly, up until I was probably about 12, I wanted to be an author. But I had too many people being like, you can't do it. Like being an author is not going to earn you money. Like you need to think of a real job. You need to be a doctor. You need to be this. You need just to be like that. those layers of yeah, yeah. And so I, people that can't do it themselves. That's it. You that's know? the key thing. That's it. <laughs> and so I just stopped because I was like, this won't earn me money. Like I'll be broke. I won't have this. I won't have that. And then it wasn't until I started the YouTube channel where I was like, I am naturally a born storyteller. Like it's been, it's literally in my DNA to do this. Like I need to do it, but I need to find my way of doing this. Yes, yes. So in a way it's kind of like, I've just come back full circle to the dream that I had as a kid, which is really, which is why I have a really deep connection with like, in I know everyone's overusing the inner child term, but like yes. my connection with my inner child is so it's like my guiding light now. Like whether you believe in God, whether you, you know, you want to call intuition, universe, whatever. For me, it's seven-year-old Mon who talks to me who's like, don't do that. That's like, we don't want to do that. Wow. That's pretty strong. Yeah, that's probably. All my happy memories honestly revolve around like that storytelling, writing, because it's just, it's my passion. It's what I love doing. And now I've found a way for it to, through doing it, it's also helping other people. Absolutely. I saw this at Burning Man and... You can add it. Yes, 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 yes. That's on my Pinterest board. I I was in Burning Man and I saw this. And I was like, I I may have been tripping. And I looked at it and I was like... (laughs) Adam, that's in my book. I cut that out on the weekend and put that exact photo. I was there. I was there that year. Yeah, I'm guessing I put this on. I was there that year. That's so cool. Um, You know, at, at Burning Man when that 
Yeah, when that, that art was done. Wow. And that just like reminds me. But it's true. We've got this like internal version of us that yeah. is a bit of a guiding light. And, you know, maybe the 18-year-old version of you, but maybe we go back younger, the 8-year-old version of you. It is. Um, Seven is actually the scientific age where um, things are like solidified in like DNA, right. basically. So fears like your greatest fears abandonment issues all of that it's like at seven you're old enough to understand as a child but still have like a childlike essence about it it's actually so scary as a mom having a five and a seven-year-old i'm like what is happening right now that's gonna like yeah 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 that's all you can do and like you know i i've got some like you know i've had some challenging relationships with my parents and as i've gotten older i look back and i go I can be frustrated and I can blame them for all my problems yeah. or I can go, cool, I understand that these people were fallible and they had their own issues and they were doing the absolute best with the information yeah. and the understanding that they had yeah. at that time. Mm-hmm. And, and it's created you. It's created yeah. And I love me and I wouldn't be me. Yeah. I wouldn't be this version of me without all of the fucking challenges that have come with this, this version of me in the yeah. last you know, 30 yep. years. It's funny as well that all three of our things had grandparents. Yes, I did, I did realise that. I was like, yeah, it's such an important relationship, it isn't is. it? it? It really is. Yeah. It's, just like a, it, it's just like a very caring but wholesome but like friend-like yes. relationship. Yes, calming. But yeah. 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 Interesting. So, it's very, you know, it's very important. Like my, both of mine have passed. I don't know where... I've got all four. So, Do you? Yeah. I've just got one. So, you know, anyone out there with their, like, grandparents and haven't seen them for a while, get the fuck over there right give now. Give them a ring. If you can't get down there, give get them a the, ring. They love yeah. it. They love it so much. I recently did a video, so I don't know if you saw on my Instagram, but um, as part of that project that I did, one of the photos was I had that realisation. I was like, I have all, I'm, I have all four still. Like I, And they're still – they're getting older. I can see it every time I see them. But – they're still young, like they don't act their age. And um, so the concept behind it was celebrate before you're dead. And what I wanted to do was I got them, I threw a a kid's party for them basically. Three of them absolutely hated it. (laughs) Hated it, did not want to be there, thought that I was making them look like silly on camera and blah, blah, blah. And they're very old school Croatian as well. Um, But then my grandfather, and this was really, this hit me hard. And I think this is again where I go, wow, the connection I have with that grandfather in particular and this love for storytelling stems from his side. Um, he just, he was having the best time. Like he's probably the sickest and the eldest out of all four of them, but he's the youngest at heart Mm -hmm. and watching him like just literally act like a child. Like he was throwing popcorn in the air, (laughs) streamers, like blowing the thing. Why is that not something that's okay? That, in, that's, I know. In certain settings, like, yeah, maybe don't, like, run down the street naked. And, yeah. <laughs> like, unless that's what you want to do, but, like. But he's he's like a kid trapped in an older person's body, and he hates it. Mm. Anyway, so that was just his bit of freedom for him. But watching him, I hadn't seen him that happy in such a long time. So through the lens, I was like, oh, my God. And him and I have had a bit of a troubled relationship because he's been one of those people that have been like, you need to find a husband, you need to get married, you need to this, you need to that. And so growing up, I started putting walls and, yeah. like, kind of resenting him because I'm like, you don't know me, stop telling me what to do. Anyway, but in that moment, and I'm so grateful I took this photo because I was like, I'm going to have this forever and this is how I'm forever going to remember him. 
Because in that moment, I was like, holy shit, it's because of you that I'm a storyteller. Because you are the storyteller in this family. I was always like, I'm the anomaly. I'm the anomaly. Like, no one's like me. But I was like, oh. But you pull all of the little pieces yeah. from your but environment. But this was just evident. Like, it hit me in the face. And I was like, wow, the fact that I that this photo is happening, it's a legacy for the family to have. Because yeah. there was never a photo of all the four of them together. Mm. And I got it when they were literally in their late 80s. Mm. So it's pretty special. It's Very funny. special. Mm. I've got my like, looking back, I've got like my sales and just I'll talk to anyone from my mom. But it's been like home. Like I've, I've taken what I've seen her do and I've like, I feel like I've now leveled it up. And then also got the like analytical engineering, like critical thinking from my dad. And it's now bringing the two together. It's kind of like a very dangerous combination to have. Yeah. Like it's, and I'm no, I'm realizing it now. I'm like, oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) I can do a lot. I'm like, I can do it. No, it's good. It's like, oh, I can sell and I can build. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, and I can work out how it all works too. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. So, what's, uh, what's your, do you have a little framework of where the pieces have come together to create you? Do you know? Sales, definitely dad. He was like a sales rep. We used to go in the truck with him on school holidays and stuff like that. Um, and hard work, definitely mum. Like she just, she's just a hustler. Yeah. And same with my gran, who's mum's mum, who rode us around on that motorbike. Um, they're just real goers, like real goers. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely just from both of, from both of them. Yeah. It's and cool. Just. Yeah, just good people. Yeah, and I think that's going back to all the things we were saying at the start. Like, as long as you've got it, you know, you're going roughly in the general right way and you just fucking go for it and you just keep going and keep going. And learning. You don't have to know that much because you learn it as you go because you're going to get knocked back and knocked back and knocked back. And every time you get knocked back and you don't let it knock you out, you... Learn a little bit more, and you learn a little bit more. Exactly, and you get a, little bit and you get a bit more fire in, yeah. your, in your belly. One thing I've really, I've, I've recently done that I've just been super powerful, like completely improved the outcomes of my life. Um, and I didn't do it from like say twenty three to twenty six because of my ego. I was like, a fear was like I would never ask for help. Mm. I would be like, this is me. I have to do this alone. Um, not because like I didn't want people to help me, but it was like a childhood concern, like fear yeah. that I would be let down right. and, and no one wanted to help. Like no one was there to help me. So I would have to figure it out myself. And yes, that's created some like, I've gotten to a certain point, but the moment, like I, one of my business partners, um, like Max McKay, he like runs like the inn and captain and the Geelong hotel and stuff. Now we ran Uno together and I noticed that whenever he got, told a no he would go okay cool like he would take it in his stride and he'd go hey do you have any anyone else that you might like recommend that I can talk to and I know, I remember seeing that specifically and I'm like oh I wouldn't do that that's weird and then like I thought about it for like a year or so mm. and I was like why wouldn't I do that yeah what's going on here it was a fear thing that rejection was like so strong in me at that time in my life now I'm like Reject me. Go on. 100%. Give it to me. Give it to me. Rejection is just redirection. It is. It is. It and really is. You, most people, if you, if you engage with them with like respect and care and like kindness and you're genuinely wanting to improve and grow, if they say no to you and you go back to them and go, like, cool, that's fine. Hey, do you have any like recommendations of where I could go with this? I think 90% of the time I get a response, like a valuable response okay. to the point of maybe an intro that creates 
the like next yeah. step. And that has begun to really, really snowball. So good. Really but it's just, you know, the worst thing that someone can say to you is no. Like you've the just got to. Yeah, yeah. No. But like you've just got to put yourself out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Constantly. Like when I go out to people to pitch, say, video ideas, and yeah. if I want to try to get something sponsored, I just keep thinking. Because then I think, I think about myself when people would come to me and pitch things to me. Sometimes it just wasn't the right timing. Sometimes so for my point at where I was in my life or my business or whatever, the timing just wasn't right. And it's like, not that I would never, but I just can't right now. And right that's now, fine. Yeah. Like, it's okay. And then sure, maybe that redirects me into another direction where someone's going to give me a yes. That was always meant to be a yes. But I think when like just flipping that mentality, like, oh, okay, it doesn't it's suit okay. them. That's okay. That's it. Like people are entitled to say no because you're allowed to say no. That's how I see it now. Yeah. A no isn't like a no, fuck you. I oh, hate you. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. Like your, that's again, your childhood narrative. Yeah, that that's you it. You add to it. Yeah. You overlay this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe they do hate you, but like, who cares? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's the quote. That's the start of this. Maybe they do hate you, but who cares? Whatever. <laughs> and that's a hard thing. That's a hard thing to like really accept. I know, accept, yeah. but it's the reality sometimes. And a lot of the times, like, like I know from my personal experience, I don't have. I, I like very rarely have any like genuine like frustration or like to the point of hate for anybody. And I think that's because deep down, I'm like content and happy oh yeah absolutely. and like stoked like i'm just fucking stoked <laughs> to be here so when i see hate and when i see anger and when i see you know vitriol i think that's the right word vitriol anyway it doesn't matter i'm just trying to sound smarter than i am <laughs> but um when i see that in like social media and i see that with like people in you know people fighting and stuff it's purely coming from a place of pain uh-huh. internally yeah. in them because you know Hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're happy, you're, you're not going to, like, react in that way. It just doesn't – there's no place yeah. for that, that like – There's too much energy to Yeah, there's, no, there's too much positive energy yeah. for you to be like, fuck you, I'm yeah. going to go at you. Do you know the best example I have of something like that is I got this comment on a YouTube video. I can't remember what the video was. But um, it was probably the first time someone kind of came at me with like a bit of hate and frustration over a video that I did where I was explaining my experience doing something for 30 days. Um, and they were just like, they were just nasty. And I looked at that comment. I was like, fuck, what kind of, you must be having a really shit day. And my response to it was just like, I can't remember, but it was pretty much being nice, being like, I hope everything's okay. Like on your end, blah, blah, blah. And I hope you have like a really good week. They DM'd me and apologized of course they did for the for like their outburst and i think he was saying that his mum like just got really sick or something his girlfriend had left like all these things right still doesn't warrant coming on my video and hating on like something that i'm just sharing from my experience but that to me was like wow you just don't know what people are going through and you kill them with kindness yeah you really do and that's that's it your hands are you dusted you've kept your side or you just ignore it because one percent of the population are like actually kind of not like what is it there's that thing where it's like (laughs) One or two percent are actually psycho, like, psycho, <laughs> like clinically psycho. So, like, let's just say you've got a, you, you've got a million views on a thing. You're going to have a, a thousand of <laughs> views of those, and maybe one percent of that one percent comments. So you're going to have a hundred <laughs> comments on that video of that are actually nuts, <laughs> like on a clinical statistical basis. <laughs> but it was just it was just interesting because I was like, that's how you shift the narrative. Like, you literally yeah. just react. 
yeah, with kindness. And no one can hate a person who's like smiling at them. Like they can uh, try, but it's a lot harder. It's hard. Hard. It's really hard. Hard. I had a similar thing. One of our events that we did, like the first time we did a bigger scale show, we kind of fucked it up. Like we we didn't get the bars right. We just like didn't get the ratios right. We we, we had issues on our site, and yeah. and we kind of had a rough idea that it might be a challenge, but we didn't really anticipate how much of a challenge it would be. And it was like. You know, you always be like, oh, the bars are bad. It's like, no, we know how to do the base. Didn't get the basics right. But, and then we got some heat and we got a fair bit of hate on, on like socials and stuff. So after the event, like initially I was like panic. I was like, holy fucking shit. This is like the end of the world. I'm like struggling. And then I sat with it and I, what I ended up doing was I got every single negative comment, put it into a folder. And then I went and replied to every single one of them individually. And I said, hey, can we jump on a call? And that one or two of them were like, no, fuck off. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, cool, fine. But the rest did. And we spoke on the phone and most of them apologized. Yeah. yeah. And we had a very, very positive conversation about potential improvements in future. And, and I said, look, I'll, I'm going to do this and this and this for you. Um, and then a bunch of them came back in future and like have come to other so things. Good. But it was like most of these people, if you, if I was in front of them, there's no way oh, in hell God. they would have no said anything. Even if I was in front, there's no way. Yeah. yeah. So so they're the same people, but the moment you detach from that in-person element, being an actual person, yeah, yeah. Yes. people seem to lose that empathy. Yeah. But. With that being said, though, does it does what they're saying even really fucking matter if they wouldn't have the balls to say it in front of you? That's it. It doesn't, but it still can. It does. Yeah. But then again, if you can get stronger and stronger yeah. and thicker skinned, yeah, without great. it turning you nasty in the yeah. process, of thinking yeah. That, like, yeah, yeah, like you should have seen the hate on the like um oh on that uh, uh what the Daily Mail article <laughs> that I got. Oh! oh my lord, it was like so bad. But he'll, no, but I don't give a fuck. I was, I found it hilarious. Maybe we can go through. Can we like go through and find it? Go down the list of comments. Like I'm getting called a bogan. I'm like, you have shit tats. I'm like a criminal. <laughs> what was the article about? <laughs> about me like putting up a TikTok that went viral. The TikTok that went viral about getting oh, like off a part speeding oh, fight. It's like a bit like maybe a version of me. In the past, would have been like, oh my god, maybe my tattoos are shit. Oh my god, am I a Am I a bogan? (laughs) But I looked at it and I was just actually pissing myself laughing. (laughs) Because because I don't give a fuck. So I literally don't care. Yeah. I know. (laughs) Alright. Alright, let's do let's do one more question. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe for days. This one's a bit shit. How are you really? No, we know now. We're right. Okay. Oh, wild card. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, well, we'll get a good question. What is a compliment you wish you received more frequently? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, the, the modest people in the room. <laughs> um. Oh, that's your rap battle. <laughs> sing, your, sing the chorus of your favourite song of all time. Thank God that didn't happen. <laughs> Thank God. Right, we should have done one each. Damn. Um. I don't even know. I feel like... Yeah, I don't know. You go first. It's a hard one. 
Well, this is actually a really, this is actually very interesting. Can we pretend I, okay. that never happened? <laughs> <laughs> what part of your life works? What part of your life hurts? Ooh, the deep. Oh, it's like a not easy. The part of my life that works is the flexibility that I've, that I've created. Like I can do kind of whatever I yeah. want to do. Part that hurts. I reckon it's my mind. I reckon it's that self-doubt. I reckon like, yeah, that, that negativity that creeps in. I reckon that's probably my biggest hurdle. Yeah. Which looking at that, it's not that bad because I know I can fix that and I'm working on fixing that. Which is awesome because I think yeah. you're out of that, not slump, but like past you yeah, probably yeah. would have sat in that for too long. 100%. I don't and sit there at all now, but I mean, it does like. Niggle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, definitely the part that works is just that flexibility. Yeah, nice. <clears throat> part, of, part that works for me would probably be. Yeah, similarly, the flexibility, but just the ability to, like, be curious about the world and work on things that um, I'm interested in. I have this, like, flexibility that I've, I guess, cultivated. Decisions have been made to get mm -hmm. to this point where, you know, I can go, cool, I'm going to do this now, and, oh, cool, I'm going to invest in this now. Oh, cool, we're going to do this. And Yeah, I love something you said to me the other day, and you're like, yeah, if I want to go to, you know, Sydney, I can't if, for a date or whatever. If I want to go to Amsterdam, I can't. Like, you know, just creating that. Yeah, and, and that's taken, you know, that trip, the recent trip to Amsterdam, for example, that I stopped and I was like, who, I can't go on another trip. Like, who am I to go on another trip? And I'm like, what am I going to, like, and I, I was playing it out. And I'm like, oh, am I, like, I felt embarrassed to maybe make a post that I'm in Amsterdam now because I was, like, concerned about what people might say or think. And it was like, wait, why the fuck would that matter? I'm like, can I afford it? Yes, maybe it's a bit, like, it's a bit tight, but I can't afford it. Mm -hmm. And who's to say that I'm not that person who can do that? I'm the only one saying I yeah. can't do that. Yeah. So that was really interesting. And I thought, and that's when I was like, fuck it. Off we go. Fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah. We'll figure it out. And that trip was a work trip. And I went and everything I wanted to get out of that trip, I got out of that trip. That's so good. And so worth going. I met some like really, really interesting and connected people. And I don't know, again, I don't know where these things will go, but I know from my past experience in, the, in navigating the world that seeds have now been planted. Yes, absolutely. And those seeds, I don't know how they'll play out, and I'm okay with that. But maybe in a two years' time, I'll be like, hey, remember that time I went to that? Well, this is what happened from it. I think a lot of, like, the fire in me comes from, like, wanting to prove people wrong and doubt is wrong, but there's a... It can go too far in a direction at times and it can hurt me. So, like, being doubted has been a huge fuel mm -hmm. to the success of my life to date, but it's also been a very, like, big pain point that has led me to doubt myself and be like, oh, fuck, maybe I'm not good enough. Oh, fuck me. And I've, like, had to work through a lot of it and it's made me a very, like, very, very thick-skinned. And to the, there's always those positive from those, like, hellish negatives Positives have come and I do see a lot of them like going to New York and instantly thriving in that city and like 
doing amazing, like getting to DJ and getting to invest in a nightclub and getting to just like meet hundreds of people and just like shit that you wouldn't think in in like six weeks. It was a very short amount of time. I knew one person when I got there. Wow. (laughs) And it's, but the point of it was, I was talking to some people about this and they're like, yeah, you just like, you've just like clicked. And, and I was explaining, I'm like, yeah, because I think I've come from a place like Geelong and that tall poppy syndrome um, of a place where I've just been battered and battered and like pushed like down and like down, down, down and had to like fight back and had to like hustle and had to just, everyone tells you why you can't do something and then you do it and everyone tells you why you can't do the next thing and then you do it. And it's just like made me so thick skinned that when I went to a place like New York where normally people have come from like a good little life and they move to the city to make it and they get fucking slapped in the face. I was able to, that was like not even as hard as like how hard it's been in, in Geelong. So, yeah. <laughs> that same, yeah, yeah, yeah. New York felt easier than Geelong. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, let's say if you can make it in Geelong, you can make it anywhere. You can make it fucking Geelong, you can make it anywhere. So what's hurt is, I guess, everyone, that a lot of doubt and having to try and find that internal strength and that internal kind of like confidence that doesn't rely on others. Um, but it, yeah, it, it's definitely a work in progress and it's definitely being navigated and I definitely make mistakes and I know that I like... Sometimes I make decisions that are not the right decision for the best version of me. And I regret them, but I'll reflect and I'll try better. You're also human. Like, Mm. that's okay. Yeah, but you want to do the best you can, like, when you can. So, yeah. yeah. We're not perfect, are we? No. No. If we were perfect, would it be fun? (laughs) This podcast would be so easy. What part of your life works? I think there's a lot of parts and I think I finally got myself to a place where I look at my life and I can honestly say like I've hand selected everything. Like the people that I've surrounded myself with now, they're there because I want them there. Mm. It's not a matter of, oh, I need to keep you there because I need to keep you happy. It's like, no, no, I'm going to keep me happy. And if you're here, it means I'm letting you in. Don't fuck it up because you'll be out the second I like see that. Um, Yeah, and I think kind of similar to you, there's been this like a newfound sense of curiosity and wonder that I always dabbled in when I was younger and then I kind of lost my way because I listened to too many people and now I just have this new like excitement for life because the way I view the world now is like I can make anything happen. Like how many more times do I have to do things to prove it to myself that I can make shit happen for me to start believing it? So I feel like now I've got myself to a place where I fully do believe it. And now it's about putting things into place to make it like plant the seed for it to happen in two, three years time. And I'm happy to play the long game now. Like before it was always like, has to happen now. It has to happen now. No, it's like going to take a bit of time, but it's fine. But I can feel myself moving in those directions and it's where I want to be. Plus also I've like the detachment piece from it. So like whatever happens, happens. I'll figure it out once I get to that place. And if it's not at the place I thought I was meant to be, cool, that's fine. Like I can figure this out. So that's like a big part that works in my favor at the moment. But again, it's come from years and years of like that inner work of actually sitting with myself and not pulling myself apart or like psychoanalyzing myself, but 
just being like, again, asking that seven-year-old, like, what do, what do you want to do? Like, what is it that you actually want to do? Not what everybody else is telling you to do. What is it that you want to do? If it's not right, that's fine. You're allowed to say no. You're allowed to walk away. You're allowed to like cut ties, put up boundaries, things that I never knew how to do when I was younger because no one ever taught me that. Boundaries always got crossed and, you know. So, yeah, I think that's a big part that works. I think what part of your life hurts. I'm sort of similar to you. I feel like my ego sometimes will get the better of me and I have to pull myself in and question like, where's the intention coming from? Like, is that actually fueled to push you to like do this thing or is it spite or is it anger Mm. and frustration? And I think it's taken me a really long time to be okay with like emotions like anger and disappointment and frustration where I can sit in it and like let it play out how it has to, but I don't sit in it for too long to the point where it controls me. Yeah. So I'll acknowledge that it's there. I don't suppress anymore because I'm like, okay, you're angry. It's part of the human experience. Yeah, that person like pissed you off. That's okay. Like what they did was wrong in your your thoughts or your your eyes. You're allowed to be angry, but don't let the anger fester into something more. Like let it pass through you. Don't let it consume you. <clears throat> So I think that's been one of the things that, and again, it's come from being burnt so many times, whether it has been in relationships where I've given 120% and then it's like, I'm disappointed at the last second or it's been pulled out from under me and I've been blindsided. Then I'm like, how did I not see this? Like you're an idiot. You always put yourself in these situations, blah, blah, blah. Um, But I think in that it's also been learning how to like trust, like trust again, because I realized how bad my trust issues were with people because I'd try to control everything. And this, this podcast is a perfect example. Like doing this with you, we spoke about it from the get go. He's like, what are your concerns during this? And I'm like, this is awesome because I'm going to tell you straight. I'm going to tell you exactly from the start. Yeah. Whereas in the past, old me, I know would have been like, oh, don't say the wrong thing because what if he like runs away and doesn't want to do this and like rah, rah, rah. But now I'm like, no, this, 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 this. I will do this. I won't do this. And he's like, yeah, cool. All right, we'll figure it out. So that trust within myself, I think, has been something that in the past has hurt me because I didn't trust myself. I didn't believe in myself. But I don't know, like now the way I see things in life is – it, it happens for you. Like it doesn't happen to you. It's happening for you to become a better version of yourself in the future. So when something like this happens again or in similar situations or whatnot, you know how to handle it. And even if you don't, you're going to be okay. It's fine. Only, only if you don't end the game. Yeah, exactly. Don't end the game. No. It's, yeah. it's like it happens for you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like stay strong and get through it. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. So, yeah, I think the hurt – not that I enjoy the hurt, but <laughs> all right. And on the masochist podcast. <laughs> no, but like the, the pain, like what's that saying? Um, pain is inevitable, but you no know, suffering is a choice. Pain is inevitable, inevitable, but suffering is a choice. And I know that well and truly now that I can choose to suffer in moments. I can choose to let people get, you know, the better of me by letting my emotions take full control yeah. or I can just see it for what it is, remove myself and be like, hmm, okay, like, this is happening and okay, that's fine. Yeah. And then it's the balance of also not being walked over, which now that's where I'm at. I'm like, and you know, what? I don't even need to put my foot down anymore with people because they just know, don't like cross the, the line. Down. Yeah. It's down. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. down and it's not moving. Like, like it or not, I don't care. As in, I'm not going to change myself to 
make someone else feel to like yeah, yeah, to yeah. please, yeah, because that's that's really good. It's at that. definitely a very like female thing as well. Like, I don't think men do that as much. Like, we're a lot more like assertive. It was that. really funny the other day. I saw this. This is completely like off off topic. But the book that I'm reading is called Women Who Run with Wolves. It is phenomenal. Like everybody should read it because I think it would help men understand women a lot more. <laughs> But it helps women understand women. It's a thick, like it's a really long book, but it is phenomenal because the woman who wrote it is a psychologist, but she's also like a storyteller from like, she remembers her past lives and all that. But everything she says, she tells it in a story. So they're all like fables basically from different cultures and stuff. And then she basically pulls down the story and says, this is what it actually means. This is the analogy. This is whatever, whatever. Um, And so the, the, I was reading that book and I'm like, oh my God, like I understand like being a woman. I get it. I know what I like. I, I get it. Like the women's psyche. Yeah. It's all about the psyche. Anyway. And then I saw this quote on Instagram that was like, um, when a, like when a woman gets hurt or breaks up with someone, she goes on to get like a degree, like start seven businesses and all this. And I'm like, yeah, that's what we do. We yeah. just get on with it. Like, um, yeah. So that went completely side rail, but yeah, I don't know. I just think like the pain is always going to be that it's going to, it's a part of life. It's yeah. just what you choose to do as a pain. That's going to determine what happens next. Absolutely. Have you read, um, untamed by Glennon Doyle? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm reading that at the moment. It's a Great ripper. Book. Yeah. Great book. She's awesome. Mm. I've read that. Yeah. Oh, I'm no. really finished. I'll let you mind. Okay. It's really good. But you should definitely read women who run with wolves. It's like, oh, it was the book that fell off the shelf. And I was like, all right, I'll read it. But it's been a part. It's been it's big. I'm very slow. Yeah. That's it, all right. There's no rush. I, oh. But it's just like a storybook. That's why I'm breezing through yeah, it because okay. I'm like, it's they're all short stories and then she just goes and explains the story. But, yeah. um, yeah, it's very it's very powerful. It ex- Like you probably read it and be like, oh, okay. I do that. Yeah. I do that. I but, yeah. Cool. I think that's a wrap. Yeah. Yeah. Before the batteries in there. Yeah, everything falls apart. <laughs> we're holding on, we're holding yeah, on with duct tape at this point. <laughs> no, but Beck, seriously, thank you so much for coming yeah, on. It's been a pleasure you. like pleasure. meeting you and just chatting to you about everything. And yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see what happens next for you. Cause it's, thank you. I feel like it's literally only the beginning. <laughs> so what we'll do is when you hit that 20 mil goal, we'll have another so we'll see you in like a year and a half. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm serious. Yeah. No, let's do Thank that. And you. when you get to that next milestone, we'll have another, have another and catch up. And celebrate it too. So yeah. mark it in time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is there something? Actually, I had it on my list. Is there? Do you want to mark this moment in time, like right now? Is there anything you want to say to you right now that we can come back to when you've hit your goal? Future self question. What would you say right now? So who are 20, 20 mil business you, yeah. you're talking to that right now. You're marking, you're, this, to her. you're marking this moment in time. How do you want to do it? Floor's yours. Oh, God, I don't even know. I actually don't even know, which I think is an issue. What's been the big win for this moment, the biggest win for this moment? And where are you at for your business and your life? And, and... Right now? Honestly, it's just, yeah, just helping people, helping people around, well, so far around Australia, a little bit of the world, just with their skin and just making people feel good. That's probably the main thing. Making my boys happy, creating the best life for them. That's the best thing so far, I think. The simple things. Sometimes they're not 
I'm just really, um, as I say, I'm very basic, a basic bitch. Um, <laughs> um, honestly, yeah, like I'm just a cruisy person. And I haven't let that, you know, the money and that kind of thing change me. And that's what I'm pretty proud of. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Beck, thank you for coming onto the podcast. I'm sure Thanks you'll be on again. Me. Oh, pleasure. It's been an absolute honour and pleasure to have you on as our first guest. Yay! Yeah. First guest. That's a moment. That's a moment. Yeah, that's a moment. Yes, that's a moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, guys, thank you for tuning in this week. And, yeah, I guess we'll see you back here next week. Cool. You don't want to finish it a little bit better than that? Yeah. No, it's fine. Catch <laughs> ya before the battery's <laughs> <laughs>